today I want to really, really talk to you um, about the importance of surrounding yourself with warriors and what that really, really, really means in the big grand scheme of God's plan and purpose for your life. So if you would, would you pray with me? Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that, Lord, your word would speak for itself, that, God, I would just be a messenger, Lord, delivering the mail uh, that you have for each individual that is sitting in this congregation, each person that is tuning in their ear and uh, opening their heart uh, to your word. I pray, God, that you would fill us full with your spirit. I pray, God, that your spirit would do a mighty, marvelous, miraculous work, a supernatural work within each and every one of our lives, Lord, that we cannot do on our own. We cannot do it in our own strength. And, Lord, nobody else can really do it for us either. So, Lord, but we can come together and we can work together. But, Lord, there's one name above all names uh, that we must take our burdens to, and that's Jesus. So, Lord, let us help lift up your name today and let your name be highly exalted. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I'm going to give, I'm going to read through a couple of, of biblical passages here to kind of just kind of lay a, a grant groundwork for, um, you know, and just a basic, it's just basic, man. You know what I mean? I mean, I think brothers, I mean, he, he, it's just simple. You know, sometimes we just make it too hard and too complicated, and we just overthink things, you know what I mean? And and we ponder sometimes just really just way too long, you know what I mean? When, when it's a really just casting my cares and my anxieties and my worries before the Lord as if believing like a little child that he has the ability to take this and he has the ability to, to, to get us victory in this, you know what I mean? And, and so, you know, in Matthew 5 or Matthew 11, verse 25 through 30, it says, At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. He's establishing himself as the creator of it all. I mean, what can he not fix? I mean, you know, it's not that complicated. I know we have our responsibility, but our biggest responsibility is understand him. <laughs> And how powerful and how majestic and how mighty that he really, really is. This is a tall order. This is, seriously, this is, this is the longest journey that you'll ever go through in your life, to be honest with you. This is going from here to here. Okay, that is getting from the, the, the knowledge, the wisdom, the understanding aspect of all of this of all of this that you can't even really make sense of, that you try so hard to wrestle and grasp with, and it's by faith that we come to know it, right? But getting from here to here is the longest journey, it seems like, that we ever go in our life, and we can't even really get there without Jesus, you know? And so he, he's saying and that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding. In other words, you ain't going to find them through your own wisdom and your own understanding, but, but you, through, through Christ, you can gain wisdom and you can gain understanding, but you got to understand where, it comes, where it's coming from. So he's putting an order in it and perspective in it. And he, and he said, and revealed them to little children. You know, and we know in other places of Scripture where, you know, you know he talks about the faith of a child. And, you know, and, and we look at that and we think, man, you know, I mean, what, what's that? What's that? Yes, Father. I want you to do this. Yes, Father. I want you to, I mean, children always say, well, but daddy, but mommy, I mean, yes, they do, I get it, you know what I mean, but, 
but but it's more like you know we we they just do a lot of times because they put confidence and they put trust in the ones that are raising them and rearing them up and God wants the same thing from us he says for such was your gracious will so this is God's will it is God's will that we come to him as little children we understand that he has that he has all that he's going to take care of my everything the way your kids know that you're going to when they're little they're going to take that you're going to take care of everything now when they get older and become teenagers they start leaning on this 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 being wise in their own understanding too much right I did you know Okay, so, and no one, and, and he goes on, he says, all these things have been handed over to me by my father, and no one knows the son except the father, and no one knows the father except the son, and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal. So all of this, all of this has been given over to the son. All of this, the answers, uh, the, the way that we're supposed to approach, the way we're supposed to come, is we're supposed to come through Jesus. So what Jesus is really doing here is he's laying a groundwork. He, he's laying the proper procedure and the proper steps for how we're supposed to take the cares of this world and how we're supposed to address them and how we're supposed to work through them and how we're supposed to walk through them. And if we try to do it without going through Jesus first, we, we will struggle. And you have to admit and you have to confess that a lot of times the last place we go is God. We go to Google. I mean, it has the answer for everything. Huh? I'm not, I'm not, that's what we, right? We go to, and there's nothing wrong with Google to the, to the extent of using things for the right reason, but still trusting God first above everything, right? We go to doctors. Nothing wrong with doctors. Good. God can use them, and God can work through them, and God can heal through them, and he can do wonders through them. But, but still, it needs to be run through Jesus. Everything needs to be run through. My healing first begins at the house of God. And then God will direct me. He'll put, you know, we had a situation happen in our life. I didn't know who to go to. I, I'd never had a, a scenario, a situation happen uh, to where it caused such hurt and such pain and such deep deep agony within my soul, I mean, deep down inside, I mean, it was really, I mean, my own troubles in my own life never hurt the way that this one hurt, because it was with a child of mine, and I, and I went to the chapel where we minister, and, and I just looked up at the, we have a, we have, well, you guys took your cross down that you had here, but we used to have one just like it, that with a different background, and, and I just looked up to the cross, and, and I said, God, I don't know who else to, who else to ask for help but you. I mean, I, I was blank. I was completely blank. I didn't know who to call. I didn't know where to go. But it was when I went to God and said, I don't even know where. See, we condition ourselves to go to God first above everything else. And when we've conditioned ourselves to go to God first above everything else, then we're doing and aligning ourselves up with the way that he, he established it. And that's what he's saying. I have established it this way. So when I looked up in there and I said, man, I don't know who else. I don't know, I don't know what to do. He put a name in my mind. See, it wasn't my wisdom. It wasn't my understanding. It was the mind. It was the understanding of God. God, give me the name of the person that I was to call. And when I called, that person went out of their way that day and addressed the situation and the scenario and then stuck with us through that till it was done. To, to God be the glory. Okay, so, so th th that is kind of the context behind 
this passage of scripture is, is letting God be first because the Father established him to be first. And that's just the way it's going to be. So the rest of this is going to be about burdens and our yokes and, and, and how he's gentle and, 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 and he's going to follow that up. And so, so what, what, that, what that's saying is, is that, that I have to take my burdens to him. And, and my burdens are too much for me to carry without him. And, and then in Galatians 6.2, which we'll go to in just a minute, it talks about taking up each other's burdens. And I'll be honest with you, your burdens are too much for me to take unless we can run them through Christ. You know what I mean? I mean, I just, I, I mean, I'm, my burden before I accepted Jesus Christ was, I mean, it was just too much. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. I couldn't do it. And so what I learned is, is that when I'm going through this new life of faith with Christ, man, that I got to keep laying things down at Christ and at the feet of Christ. And, and if we try to fight each other's burdens together without running them through Christ, I can't fix you. I can help you. I can work with you. I can walk with you. And we can run this. And we'll, if we can get this thing run through Christ, then the rest of this passage of this scripture begins to fall in the alignment that he assigned it. And it says that and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me. Come to me with what? Come to me when you feel good. Come to me when everything's going perfectly your way. Most generally, that's the last time. That's not when we necessarily. But yes, come to him all the Come to me. What is it that you bring it to me? Bring it to me. Come to bring it. Bring it to me. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Are you wore out? You know, are you exhausted? Are you are you you hooked? You need come to me. And and, and he goes on and, and he says, I will give you rest. What a promise. What a promise. One of the one of the things that we have at our ministry. On the bedroom walls used to be a scripture. And this was one of them. That when guys are out there in their addiction and they're really in sin and they're running from God, that's what they're doing. They're running from God. They're running from his calling. They're running for his purpose. He has a good plan for their life. And they ain't accepted it and they ain't receiving it. And they're just doing everything. And the devil's got them on, on, this, on this chase of, of fantasy and delusion and deception and, and, and all this. And, and, one of the, and, and it's like they're exhausted. They come and they don't have a place to live. They don't have anything left. I mean, they're down to nothing. And it's like, my gosh, how do you get so low? How do you get so far down? And, you know, when, when you're down to nothing, God's up to something. You know, and, and, and if you ain't dead, you ain't done. And, and God's still doing something. And it says, come to me and, and, who are, and, and take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Man, rest for your souls. It's like that, that, that time in, the, in, that, in that chapel when I, I mean, I, oh my, I mean, I cried like I have not wept since my conversion experience over this agony and over this pain, over this thing that was happening in our life. I mean, I, I cried deeply, groans of hurt and but God answered deep in my soul. 
and I just truly believe that, that if he can do that for a guy like me with a, with a background like mine, with a resume like mine, you know what I mean, that he can do that for any single one of us and that he wants to. You know, and so and then in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, it says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And I get to thinking about this law of Christ thing, and I, and I thought, you know, I mean, you know, is it is it just the law of Christ that everything's to run through him? That's the law of Christ. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. Just put it, run everything through Jesus. That's the way he established it. That's his rule. That's his that's his that's his that's the way he wants us to approach the burdens in our life. So how do we cast our burdens upon the Lord? Well, I mean, we got to be honest enough to let the Lord know we got some. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm all about positive confession and 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 all that kind of stuff at, at within reason, you know what I'm saying? But you know what, man? I mean, there's still some things in my life, man, that that I just need to speak it. I need to say it and and I'll just let you know, man, that that at our ministry, sometimes, you know, what we do, and, and uh, it ain't popular um, maybe in the world, but, but when I get a guy in there that's just angry, bitter, filled with unforgiveness, and, and, and just, you know, I mean, just wrestling, I mean, what's up, brother? I mean, what's really going on? How can I help you? You know, and, and, and you know, when you begin to, have that communication, have that conversation, you begin to realize that he's not really mad at you. He's not really mad at me. He, he's, he's really deeply mad and needs to do business with the Lord. He's not taking his problems to Jesus. He's, he's fighting against everything that God's trying to do. And, and there's something that's happened in his life somewhere that's created this pain, this unbelief, this bitterness this shame, this guilt. I mean, there's somewhere in his life where he just hasn't really said what's going on to God himself. Maybe he's been the victim. Maybe he said it to you or maybe he said it to someone else, but he's never really took it to the Lord and said, God, this is how I feel about you right now. And you think you can't do that to God. You can't say that to God. You can't talk to God like that. And I would say different to you. I would say God can handle you. And he can take whatever it is that you want to throw at him. Why don't you try taking that burden to him? Why don't you try giving that burden to him? Why don't you just be honest with him about it? Say it, speak it, shout it, do whatever you got to do, but get it to the cross and get it to Jesus because that's the only way you're going to get rid of it. And... You know, I know that a lot of times, you know, church people don't necessarily understand my approach because I came from a drug culture and I wasn't churched when I grew up. I wasn't raised in in, in, in Christianity, so to speak, you know what I mean? Um, I was raised in a good family um, that was religious, um, but I was wild, you know? And I minister to people that are wild, <laughs> you know. I mean, they're rebels. They're stubborn. They're stiff-necked. Oh, you know, that's all of us a little bit, right? That's, we're still ministering to what we usually meant, right? So saying it is very important, admitting it, speaking it, that, you know, I mean, 
I can be rebellious. I can be stubborn. So I'll, I'll take a guy in that scenario situation, and I'll give him a steel pipe. I'll give him a sledgehammer. And I'll stick him in the middle of the parking lot by himself with a washer or a dryer. And I'll say, brother, God wants to take from you whatever it is that you don't want to give him. Get it out. And I'll walk away and I'll walk up to the upstairs of the ministry where I can see. And I watch how at first it's kind of like, Lord, where am I? And you begin to see something on the in, begin to rise up, you know. And, and after a minute, it's he's talking to God, he's cussing God, and it's like you can't do that. I say you might as well. You're already doing it on the inside, and He knows everything about you from the inside to the outside. So let's get it done and over with once and for all, and quit carrying it around with you for your whole life. Because your life has the same fruit that you're holding on to. I mean, we can't be, so. I mean, once we're really saved, sanctified, and set apart, right? We're called to a holy life. I mean, God changes our tongue and all. But man, if you ain't even saved and you're mad at God and you're angry with God, you might as well go to war with him because you ain't going to win. But at the same time, he'll wear you down. And I've seen guys slobber and snot and spit and bleed. I mean, and just utterly collapse in the parking lot. But you know what? They feel so much lighter when they do. They feel so much lighter when they do. And my point is, is that you got to tell God what your burdens are. And you got to have people around you that are willing to help you with your burdens, but they're willing to help you with your burdens as they run them through Jesus. Because if you run to people that don't run the problems through Jesus, you're only going to add to the problem. And this is how we have to live, and this is how we have to um, approach this spiritual journey um, that we're on. We are not of this world. We are sojourners. We are just passing through. And we're, we have a responsibility while we're here. And we have, we have um, you know, assignments from God. And we have encounters and meetings that we have to have with others and, 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 and things of that nature. And we need to do what we do well on this earth so we can represent Jesus well on this earth. But everything in our life, man, right? So when we feel overloaded and burdened, it's more than likely because we're leaning on our own understanding, leaning on our own wisdom. Uh, we're trying to take this battle on for our own self. And then we become quiet about it. And we begin to internalize it. And we begin to ponder instead of communicating with the ones that love us the most. So what happens is when I begin to say it, what happens is, is God will begin to lead, lead me to Scripture. And then he'll lead me to Scripture on this matter, or on this agenda, or on this area. 
you know, so if it's submission, he'll lead me to scriptures on submission. If I'm having trouble in my marriage, he's going to lead me to passages on my marriage. If, if I'm having troubles with my children, he's going to lead me to passages in scripture on my children. And so as I say it, I'm also soaking myself in the word of God because I know that the word of God is the ultimate answer for all of our burdens. And we go to the word because we know that Jesus can come through through the word. So I ask you today, is your marriage in shambles? I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. I've been married for, I hope I get this right. I, I get, you know, 24 years, maybe, 25. 23, 24, 25, somewhere in there, yeah. Got to cover your tracks, you know. I, I mean, I'm a preacher's wife. I'm a preacher with a preacher's wife, and I didn't ask to be a preacher in my life. And my wife didn't ask to be a preacher's wife. And, you know, she was wild in her days, and I was wild in mine. But 17 years of that. 24, 25 years we've been serving the Lord. And it's the Lord is the only thing that kept us together. And you can ask her. She didn't like me when she met me. She said it had to be God that brought us together because I didn't even like you. And then and then after after eight years of living as drug dealers and dope heads and heroin addicts and meth addicts and and, 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 you know, all that, she grew to hate me. I mean, she couldn't stand for me to even be in her presence, and I was disgusting to her. I mean, it had to be God. So when we gave our life to Christ and we turned our life around, for seven, the next 17 years, we thought, well, it's just going to be wonderful. Marriage is hard work. And, and staying married is hard these days for sure, right? So you better be careful who you run to for counsel. You better be careful who you ask, how do we make this thing work? And how do we keep this thing together? You know, and you're going to have to speak over your marriage. You're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to pray over your marriage. And you're going to have to, Get some people together in your in your network and in your prayer closet, man, that is willing to declare over your marriage that we're not going to let the enemy, we're not going to let the devil win because I can preach on Sunday morning and I can preach on Sunday night and have a fight with my wife after all that's over with and wake up Monday morning feeling like, what in the world just happened? Oh, it don't happen to any of you. enemy doesn't want us to lay our burdens before the Lord he wants us to hold on to them he wants to do everything that we can in our own strength to try and get it through them and we've done that uh, within the church and among the churches for way too long so in the church it's kind of been well you all have your beliefs and your way of doing things over there. And 
you all have your way of your beliefs and you do your thing over there. You know, and we have it right over here. <laughs> you, you're, you're just missing it, you know, just, just a little bit. We love you and everything, but we, we can't really run with you. You know, I mean, and I don't know that that's necessarily the, the, the idea that Christ had. And I'm telling you right now, you're going to have to surround yourselves with like-minded warriors. And I've been having this thought um, over the last couple of weeks whenever Pastor TJ asked me to come and preach. And it's not because I think that there's anything going on here that that is going against what this thought is that he's giving me. But, but that I think that there is something going on here that is right and I've been able to uh, minister with you uh, several times over the last year I've been able to lock arms with you and go out into the community and and, and pour out love into the homeless and, and I watched you pour your finances and your givings and your gifts into that and I and I also see all the other things and the functions that that you're a part of and doing and then when I mentioned this morning that there's so many here that are coming from different places different backgrounds and and that are local but yet some are driving a good distance because they found a good place to worship and fellowship and it's worth the drive amen okay I I, I say that I don't say this to bring to, to bring condemnation I say what I'm saying because I think that you're on the right track and I think that with the thing, way things are going in our nation and the way things are going among the churches that we all need to lay down our weapons and that's what I've been hearing the Lord say is turn your weapons into plowshares. Stop fighting over the differences. Stop fighting over who's in charge and who's running this and who's running that. Stop fighting over the color of the wallpaper in the bathroom. Stop fighting over the toilet paper. And stop fighting over being filled in the spirit, not being filled in the spirit, and quit fighting over, you know, I mean, what now, right? The only offensive weapon that we really have is the word of God and it's the word of God is the standard and the plumb line that is supposed to bring us together in the book of Joel there was a passage in Joel 3.10 at a time of judgment and the, and the Bible talks about there's a season and there's a time for everything there's a time of love there's a time of hate you know what I mean it's like man I mean you know there's a time for war there's a time for peace it's like oh man I mean you know but you know and, and at this time in this place, the judgment of God was coming. And the directive from God was one thing. And in 310, it says, beat your plowshares into swords. You know? And it said, and your pruning hooks into spears. And let the weak say, I am the Lord. In other words, he's saying, you're going to have to get a change of this time, get in order. It's time to fight. 
you know what I mean? I'm bringing judgment and it's coming. You ain't going to be able to plant. You ain't going to be able to sow. You know what I mean? This wasn't a necessarily a good time in the history of Israel and the people of Israel. But, but Isaiah comes back later and, and he says, he says something is coming from, from the throne room of God that's going to turn this thing around. It's going to turn this prophetic word. It's going to reverse this word. And something miraculous and mighty and supernatural is going to take kingship and take lordship. And you need to let him have kingship. And you need to let him have lordship over your life, over your church, over your everything. And, and then Isaiah comes to us and he says in Isaiah 2, 4, he shall judge between the nations and shall decide disputes for many people and they shall beat their swords into plowshares. There comes a time in our life where we got to stop fighting. There comes a time in our life where we got to understand that the battle out there isn't all our battle. We know scripturally, man, that in the end, in the latter times, before Jesus can even come back and return, that there's going to be a great turning issue. We know. We know. Why fight so, so, so? Sow seeds for the kingdom of God. Because Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, 25, they can't come unless I reveal them. So be one that helps reveal him to them. God's going to bring us all together because he's a God of unity. And when I say um, surround yourself with warriors, what I'm saying is, is I need and you need people around me. You got used to have a saying, but that are all in. They're all in to this thing where we run everything through Christ. We run everything through Christ. So the word of the Lord is our sword. And we've been striking Bible together for way too long. We've been divided within the churches and we've been divided amongst one another. You know, it's like you can go someplace to worship the Lord and you can find everything wrong with it or you can find the good in it. We seem to have a tendency to go in there and we find something wrong with everything. There's going to be something wrong, according to me, everywhere we go. <laughs> but I got to take those weapons of defense, those weapons of imperfection, those weapons of jealousy or envy or whatever it may be. And I say, okay, God, this is where you got me. And this is the people you got me with. How can I? plowshares so we got to surround ourselves with warriors that want to fight that want to fight against the foe not against the friends and we're called to be a holy nation and so every church represents a nation 
but we don't need to be warned against one another. We need to worry more about winning the lost instead of winning the argument. You know, I understand that there's absolutes, and absolutes are good, and they're, they're solid, and they're sound doctrine, and we can't forget the absolutes. We can't compromise with the world and its system. We can't compromise with, with churches or denominations that are going wayward. You know, I can't compromise the deity of Christ. I can't compromise the virgin birth. I, I can't compromise... Jesus' atoning death and resurrection. I can't compromise the fact that Scripture is inerrant. It's inerrant. It's inerrant. I'm telling you right now, the Word of God is inerrant. It is inerrant. It is inerrant. And these are of the utmost importance because I also have to ask, are you filled with the Spirit? I mean, are you filled with the Spirit of God, with conviction of God, that can only come from the Holy Spirit of God? Am I walking in the Spirit in everything that I do? Am I being led by the Spirit? Is my church alive? Because what that will equal for you is that you too will be alive. And when we take that energy and that, that, that same living by the spirit process and that is everywhere we go no matter who we fellowship with and no matter who we congregate in the midst of there should be some energy coming from me that motivates people to want to do good you know I'm a challenger I'm a disciplinarian and you said that's the calling and that's the thing that God has placed upon my life but also, I also understand and know that, that you can't do any of that discipline. Um, you, can't, you can't discipline without it going through Jesus. You know, and discipline is just being a disciple of Jesus Christ. You know, he, he disciplines those that he loves. Thank God, man, that he loves me enough to, to keep me on the straight and narrow path, you know. So, as we fight among one another oftentimes, and I think that every congregation is going to have little bits of this going on because we're people, you know? And we just sometimes, we don't take everything to the Lord like we should, you know? But listen, as we're fighting, though, what happens is, is that the, the fields remain fallow and empty. And then they're just waiting for someone to put their hands to the plow to begin to work the field, to sow seed, and to reap the harvest that is ready. You know, the Bible says that, you know, the harvest is light and the labors are few. People are looking to us for hope and for answers. They may not even be looking to us for it. They're looking for it. And we know that they need Jesus. So that's my thought today. My thought is, is that you got any swords? 
pruning, cutting, backbiting, manipulating. Somebody do that to you. When you're ready to turn that weapon into a plowshare, man, I pray that we'd understand Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpens iron. And one man sharpens another. We need each other. And we need to run everything that we have trouble with through Jesus. And um, so as the, as the music comes, um, I'd like to um, open up the altars uh, for us to be able to practice or participate. Um, Pastor TJ and I, are, are we've been talking about what we're going to do, what we're going to do, what we're going to do, what we're going to do. You all don't need us to be able to do anything. We've got a great group of people. It's an honor that, that Pastor TJ and I have a relationship and that we're talking about what can we do together, what can we do to lock arms, where can we go, what can we, how can we minister, and how can we meet some needs of some people that are in need. And to be honest, we, 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 we are being very, very sensitive um, to the leading of the Holy Spirit. We've had some thoughts and some ideas of something that we can partner with, with you, you can partner with, with us. But I'm thinking that it's going to probably be something that can bring in multiple different generations or denominations or genres of believers. Because if there's ever a time where we all as a church, you know, this idea of you can have a relationship with the head without the body has got to be met because scripture itself says that the head can't be disconnected from the body and the church's responsibility is to be a warrior with you and you can't fight without warriors on your side and you can't fight the way you used to fight God's going to teach you to fight a whole new way. And his way of fighting is allowing and waiting for him to come up over that hill. I will look up into the hills for whence cometh my help. And my help comes from the Lord. I don't necessarily see it, but I know it. I don't necessarily know when, but I know it will. sisters if you would you know you can count on them to give you godly counsel my wife and I are searching for someone to counsel us because our counselor who was always honest with us can I share with you a little bit about him where we needed to come back to Jesus in a sense, right? Come back to reasoning. <laughs> come back to the right way of thinking. And we had a brother, man, that we would go to named Brother Don Sink. You've seen our trailer. You'll see his picture 
said, Joy, you want to go with me to see Brother Dog? And she said, if God can't help me, what can Brother Dog do for me? She said it. Spoken. Then we went to Brother Dawn and we sat down and we talked to him and we told him what Joy told him what she said and he said, Man, that is right, but it's so wrong. We went to Brother Dawn because God was telling us to go to Brother Dawn. So until you go to the person that's supposed to carry the burden with you, you ain't taking the burden to God. You're still trying to get through the burden yourself to God alone with the head only and not the body. I went to Brother Don one time. I was so frustrated with this ministry and, and, and guys cutting me and stabbing me in the back and, 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 and just, I mean, and then leaving and being drunk in a day or two days after you spend five or six months on them. I was just so frustrated. And I, and I said, man, Don, I said, man, I said, how, how do I know that I didn't build this in my own strength and that God wasn't even behind it and that, that I did? He just looked at me and he said, brother, you ain't that smart. I need somebody like that. I don't tickle my tell me all these soft little mushy things and think that you're helping me we got a guy in the ministry right now praise God for this he came in the ministry at 780 pounds he came in at 703 he was in the hospital three months before that at 780 stand up Joe. Two hundred and ninety-one pounds. You know what his love language is? Food. You know what I don't let him have? Much food. That's love. Burden. I want to help you with your burden. But we gotta run this thing through Jesus. Because if we don't run it through Jesus, there ain't no diet plan ever worked for you. There ain't no dietitian ever worked for you. There ain't no self-help anything ever worked for you. Portion control and exercise. Consistently with accountability. A relationship with the head and a relationship with the body. Grab somebody and bring them up here and pray over them. As they play and minister to us. And fill this altar with weapons. And go back with a plowshare. And you want to see what this place can do? It won't be you, it'll be the Lord through you. ever even seen the fullness and the things that God could do if we just give him all of ourselves 
it's time to lay down our weapons and pick up our plowshares. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that, God, you work. I know you work, Lord. I pray, Lord, we'd admit that you work. I pray, Lord, we would say it. I pray, God, we would speak it. I pray, God, we would shout it. I pray, God, we would saturate it. And, Lord, I pray, God, we would sing it. And I pray, God, we would surround ourselves with warriors that want to run it through you. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak on your behalf. Bless this people right now. Lord, fill this place right now with your spirit. And I pray, God, we would just be able to experience the wonder and the beauty of that. In Jesus' name.